How y'all doing? My name is Christopher Brown. You're now listening to my podcast, Sports Talk with Chris. And this is the newest installment of Wednesday Weekly Rants. Enjoy. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Happy Wednesday. I want to get right into it, man. There's a lot we have to discuss this week for this week's edition of Wednesday Weekly Rants. Now, most of the topics, you know, that I've been sent have to do a lot with the NBA. Hasn't been a lot of NFL topics. It's been quiet, you know, recently when it comes to the NFL. I think things are going to start to pick up in a month of some change. You know, right now, things have been quiet. So the topics that I have for this week, again, majority are evolved around the NBA. I have some things toward the end, you know, some hot topics that I really got to get off my chest. I know a lot of people feel the same way I feel. Then there's some haters that feel a different way. And if you follow me on social media, you know my stance. And most of my followers feel the same way I feel. That's why I love you guys. But let's get right into it, man. Let's start off. My friend wanted me to rant about the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, you know, I already have one video out, you know, about the Sixers, the, you know, how they performed against the Hawks. I got my Ben Simmons rant video out, you know, streamed, you know, Philly Dynamic Sports Duo, you know, streamed on Sunday about the Philadelphia 76ers, and I got some more Philadelphia 76ers content, you know, to bring out, but my friend wanted me to rant, so let's rant. I don't think I'm ever going to get over the fact that the Philadelphia 76ers folded. I'm never going to get over the fact that we folded. And I look at the past four years, really, you know, the process has, you know, ended right after, you know, the number 10 pick we had where we messed that up. And let's just talk about that, because... You know, at the time, I was at Villanova for a sports broadcast and camp play-by-play. You know, I just want to thank everybody from that camp. You know, the counselors, the people that created the camp, Jeremy, Steve, you know, all the friends I made because without that camp, I'm not doing what I'm doing right now. But And so, you know, that camp, the last day, the last overnight day is the draft. And so as we're watching the draft, we're all Sixers fans. You know, 99% of us are Sixers fans. And we have the number 10 pick. And there's a lot of people in it. Mind you, this is, I know, the last lottery pick we're going to get. We already had Markel. We already had Ben. We had Joel. You know, we had Okafor. We had four really lottery picks back to back to back to back. And so I know because all the talent we had on our team that this is going to be our last lottery pick. And, and so I'm looking, right? I'm looking at who we can get. Now, I know we're not going to get the Lucas. I know we're not going to get the Aitens. I know we're not going to get the Bagleys, you know, the Trey Youngs, and that's fine. Right, and so I'm looking at who we can get in that range, and there's a guy who I wanted bad, and Michael Porter Jr. I wanted him bad, and his draft stock fell because, you know, the injuries he had to his back, but best believe if he did not hurt his back and he played his entire college, you know, collegiate career that first year, you know, freshman year, he just might have been the number one pick. That's how good he was in high school, and the fact that he was still able to be a top 14 pick Playing zero games at college shows you how dominant he was in high school and shows you the potential that this dude has. And so when I'm in this draft and it gets to us at number 10, I'm thinking, okay, we're going to get MPJ. I don't know how he fell, but – and here's my thought process. I look at Joel Embiid, how he's dominating. He spent some time out with injuries. Ben Simmons, he spent a year out with injuries. Okay, Markel Fultz, he, he's hurt with injuries. I'm looking at all our star players, and they've been hurt. But, you know, they take that year off to get healthy. We don't force them to play, and they, you know, start dominating. But instead, we get Michael Bridges. And I lost it. 
you know, don't get me wrong, Michael Bridges would have been a good pick. But at the end of the day, I thought Michael Porter Jr. is a top five player in that draft. And so when we get Michael Bridges, I lost it. You know, I'm not going to post my reaction, but my friend Reed got the video. Reed, you know, don't expose me the way, you know, I went off. A lot of people are happy because we are at Villanova. He's a Villanova guy. Again, he wasn't a terrible pick. I just wanted MPJ. But then we go out and then we trade for Zaire Smith who I have no idea what he's doing right now. I don't know where he's at right now, where he's playing at right now. That's when the process ended, and everything just went downhill from there. And so I say all that to say, for people making a comment saying, you know, oh, the process is over, the process is over. The process has been over for years now. Once we got our last lottery pick, that's when the process was over. And so fast forward to 2021 and the Philadelphia 76ers are the number one seed. You know, again, a dominant regular season. You know, we have the second front runner for MVP, who, in my opinion, if he's fully healthy, he wins the award. We got the number two guy for the defensive player of the year. We got three, you know, excuse me. We got that are on all NBA defensive teams. Top three defense. Number one seed in the East. And then we get to the playoffs, and against the Wizards, we take care of business, and against the Hawks, we fold. And so, like, to try to wrap your head around this and my frustration with the Philadelphia 76ers, just imagine, right, your team all years harping on how they went the number one seed, harping on how they went the number one seed, and you see, you know, the Bucks, and you see the Nets saying, oh, they don't care for it, right? And so they end up playing each other in the semifinals. And so I look at that, and I say that to say we want the number one seed so we, quote-unquote, have the easiest route, but also we have home court advantage, right? Because the Philadelphia 76ers has been one of the best home court teams for the past three years. And so when I look at us in the playoffs, we got home court advantage, we're going against the Atlanta Hawks. Mind you, I called the Atlanta Hawks, if you remember, and I repost this, you know, that I posted in December when I had my Eastern Conference, you know, playoffs predictions. In December, they were a top six seed. I knew how talented they were. And so I was not surprised that the run they had this year and the fact that they were able to make the playoffs and able to dominate the Knicks the way they did. Even though I did think it was going to be back and forth, you know, I'm not surprised how they were able to take care of business. However, when they go against the Philadelphia 76ers, I'm thinking we went in five. Again, this team harped on being the number one seed to have home court advantage. Not saying that the whole, and I knew all games would be tough. Not saying we was going to blow them out, but I'm saying we should have won that series in five. And so I'm frustrated. I'm still pissed off. I'm, I'm yet to get over it. When I saw the Hawks win game one against the Milwaukee Bucks, I was aggravated. You know, when I saw them win another game, I was aggravated. I was pissed off because, listen, this team harped on being the number one seed to have home court advantage, but yet they lost three games. Understand this. You want home court advantage, yet against the Hawks, the three games you lost out of the four games they won right home. So they won three games in Philly. They won game one. They won game five. And they won game seven. Three of the most important games in the playoffs. They won them all on the road. And so no, I will never get over this loss. I will never forget Doc Rivers. He deserves 47% of the blame. Ben deserves 40%, and even how bad Ben played, even with the bad free throws and him being not aggressive. Understand this, we dominated four out of the first five games, and we only won two of them. Let me repeat. We dominated four out of the first five games and only won two of them. 
And truth be told, we really dominated four and a half because we dominated the Hawks in the second half and in the fourth quarter, but you started off too slow, right? We, we, we dominated the next two games. We won them by 16. You dominate game four, and you blow 18-point lead. You dominate game five, and you blow a 16-point lead. So I don't care how bad Simmons, Ben Simmons played. We had huge leads with him playing just as bad. But Doc Rivers and his lack of adjustments and his terrible rotations, you know, ultimately, that's how we fell to our demise. And again, in game seven, we had opportunities to be successful at home. And Ben Simmons, you know, he pisses me off, you know, like I posted in my rant video when I went off on him. He had Trey Young under the basket and he decided to pass. That changed the momentum of the game. But regardless, the game shouldn't have been that close. Doc Rivers is not making adjustments. Trey Young's not going off. You know, Hubert is killing us. Yeah, you don't want to put a real defender on him. And so when I say Doc Rivers deserves most of the blame, I really want him fired. He's not going to get fired. But if you follow me on Twitter, I really want him gone. I'm tired of Doc Rivers. Like every time I think of the Sixers, I just get pissed off. I don't want him as the coach no more because he's been doing this since he's been a coach at Orlando Magic, and that was over a decade ago. That was really almost two decades ago. That's how long he's been coaching. If you take away his 2008 championship, he's a regular old coach. He ain't special at all. And even if you want to keep that championship in there, he's still a regular old coach because he's never been, you know, since 2010 back to the finals. He's with the Clippers all that time. They never been to a Western Conference Finals. This year, even without Kawhi Leonard for the last two games against the number one seed Utah Jazz, they still were able to go to the Western Conference Finals. So don't tell me Doc is this great coach. I was fooled. I was fooled because how terrible Brett Brown was, and he was literally top three when it comes to worst coaches in the league. I thought anything, you know, outside of him was an upgrade, especially somebody like Doc Rivers. I thought maybe things would change because now he needs to know he needs to make an adjustment. But he didn't change. And at the end of the day, I don't want him to be the coach no more when it comes to Ben Simmons. I lost all hope and all faith. I was the biggest Ben Simmons fan that I know from most of my friends and people that listen to my podcast. They tell me I was way too much of a Ben Simmons fan. I lost all hope. There's one guy that may, I don't even know, I haven't, you know, seen him post anything. So maybe he lost all hope too. And he's not trying to, you know, say nothing too crazy. Because if you still have hope and faith in Ben Simmons, you lost me. You lost me. Because, you know, I posted in my rant video. And I even posted again on, you know, on YouTube and I posted on Instagram. Just a compilation of Ben shooting jumpers. So don't tell me he needs to work on his jump shot when in games, 2017, 2018, 2019, he's shooting pull-up mid-ranges, shooting them with faith, shooting them with confidence, right? And then before the 2019, 2020 season, he's going to open runs and people saying, oh, well, he's not playing, you know, these players and he's playing open runs. Mind you, this is the same open runs Devin Booker and them is playing and Devin Booker gets credit. So why not Ben Simmons? Right. And I'm going to talk about, you know, having the same you know energy when it comes to players a little bit later. But the point being is that don't tell me he needs to work on his jump shot when I've seen him use his jump shot in game. And I also seen him use his jump shot, you know, before seasons and training videos. The problem with Ben Simmons is he's mentally weak. He does not have no confidence. Everybody around him babies him. Somebody needs to punch him in the damn mouth. Shaq said it, but I've been saying it all year. He needs to get checked. I don't like as his teammates, you know, they just let him get away with this. Do all you just let him get away with this? Like. I understand you guys say to the media, yeah, you know, Ben Simmons' defensive impact, da 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 At the end of the day, Joel, you need to tell him, listen, bro, you can't score four points and you think we're going to get away with winning the playoffs like this. It may work in a regular season. Obviously, it did not work in the playoffs. Dude probably put up like a total of six total shots in the fourth quarter, yet you would get paid all this much. You know, you consider yourself this, you consider yourself that. At the end of the day, Ben Simmons has the potential to be the best point guard in the game. He has the uh, potential to be a top five player in the game. 
But at the end of the day, I don't think he wants it. So he's going to continue to be a scrub in my eyes. I hope he never makes an all-star game again. The only thing I defend him is when it comes to playmaking and defense. Other, everything on the offensive end, he's a trash can. He's a scrub. I do want him traded, but I don't want to get robbed on a trade. Recently, we just declined a trade for Malcolm Brogdon, a first-round pick. I'm glad because that's not an even trade. Yes, Malcolm Brogdon might not score four points in the game, but is he going to put us over the hump of the Nets? Is he going to put us over the hump of the Celtics? Is he going to put us over the hump, you know, of the Milwaukee Bucks, who's in NBA Finals? Is is Malcolm Brogdon going to change that? No. He might help us beat the Hawks, but is he going to help us beat a contender team? Does he make us the favorite to win a championship? We're trading an all-star, an all-NBA player, an all-defensive first-team guy for somebody that never made an all-star game who's just a very good player, complimentary player. No. Sixers fans are so upset about that. Listen, I need somebody that's uh, an upper echelon elite all-star or better. If I'm not getting that, we keep Ben. You jump Ben in the locker room. You make him shoot 3,000 shots a day, 1,000 mid-range, 1,000 three, and 1,000 free throws. I don't understand why he doesn't do that. Then he needs to give a lethal shooter. He needs to get with a sports psychiatrist, somebody that's going to help him for his fear. What's holding him back from being a great player? Because at this point, it's all mental when it comes to Ben Simmons. Now, next. Oh, yeah, yeah real quick. I'm done getting my hopes up. I'm not getting hype over anything that comes with the Philadelphia 76ers and how they perform next year, unless it has to do with Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, Matthias Tybal. Any other player, unless we some make a trade this offseason, you know, I don't care for it. I don't care for the first seed. I don't care if we won 73 games because I saw the Warriors win 73 games and lose in the finals. We need to be in the NBA finals next year for maybe me to crack a smile. Not Eastern Conference finals because we should have been in that this year. That should have been hump for us this year. Not again losing in the second round. So I don't care about the Eastern Conference finals playoff appearance. I want a finals appearance. And until that happens... I'm not I'm not smiling with anything to uh, Philadelphia 76ers do next season at all. Because I lost the hope and all faith. They got proven to me. Actions speak louder than words. And I trust. And Daryl Morey and Joel Embiid, I trust. Everybody else, you know, I like Matisse. He got to get better. Matisse shoots 37% from the three-point line. He's, he's the best 3 and D guy in the game. Maxie, I need him to take a next step. But, I mean, other than that, I really have no faith in probably majority of the Sixers player. But, Let's move on. I don't want to turn this Wednesday weekly rant into, you know, a Sixers rant. I want to talk about, you know, holding players to the same standard. Now, you know, when Trey Young hurt his ankle, he ended up playing in game six, right? And I hear, I heard the commentators, and I'm hearing people, you know, you know, on YouTube, I'm watching people on Twitter, you know, giving Trey Young the benefit of the doubt. Oh, he's playing hurt. Oh, he's playing hurt. Why is Trey Young allowed to have the excuse of, oh, I'm hurt? Because... We held LeBron to a standard that you got to play through everything. They held James Harden playing on a grade two hamstring injury, so you got to play through everything. Joel B is playing on a torn meniscus, and they're telling him you got to play through everything. Chris Paul messed up shoulder, you got to play through everything. D Book messed up nose, you got to play through everything. So I don't understand how now Trey Young was getting just so much, you know, sympathy from everybody saying, "Oh well, he's hurt. You know, he's doing all he can." What about a dude playing on a torn meniscus? What about a dude? Playing on a grade two hamstring, you know, y'all, you know, make them feel like shit pretty much for playing through injuries and not, you know, being able to give it to her all. But you let Trey Young play the way he played, and I don't even want to bring up the stats because they was trash, and yet he gets all the excuses in the world. It, it just baffles me how once the media falls in love with a player, 
they can do no wrong in their eyes. And, you know, I saw, you know, people on Twitter, you know, saying, oh, you know, when Giannis got hurt, he messed up his knee. You saw the Hawks fans in shock, hoping for him to be successful. Oh, Hawks fans are, you know, are just so beautiful. You know, Philadelphia 76ers fans would never. The Hawks fans was cheering on Joel Embiid when he was grabbing his knee in agony. The knee he tore his meniscus. Every time Joel Embiid went to the ground, you heard, you heard Hawks fans. You saw Hawks fans celebrating. So don't sit up here and act like now because they went on this Cinderella run that the Hawks fans and the Hawks organization is just the best thing since sliced bread and they're just so nice. No. Listen, I'm telling y'all, don't let the national media, you know, fool you. Don't let the national, don't let the national media put all the ideas that they have in your mind. Look, research on your own and realize half of the things they say are fake. Me, I stand on everything I say. I don't say things for clickbait. You look at Skip Bayless, you know, respect to Skip and everything he's done in the game. But every other tweet he puts out is about LeBron. And half the times it doesn't make any sense, you know. I don't even think he believes in half the things he says. I know he doesn't because he'd be morally wrong if he believed in half the things he said. I don't, I don't do things for clickbait. I don't say things, you know, to, to, to persuade you to feel a certain way. I speak my truth. And 10 times out of 10, my, my truth, I did some research behind that, believe in that. But, yeah, man, we need to start holding players accountable. If, you know, we're, we're telling guys that's playing through injury that they have no excuse once you suit up. You got to play through it. You got to be the same player you that you were. Why is why do I see people trying to give Trey Young and this Hawks team excuses? Now, yes, they went on a miracle run. But at the end of the day, I knew how good they were. Y'all just didn't want to do the research because they've been bad for so long. Just like the Suns. I called the Suns in NBA Finals right now. I, I said they was going to be a top five seed, top four seed in the West. I said I wanted Devin Booker. I said Devin Booker is my MVP favorite back in December. I called Chris Paul to the Suns back in September. Right? Because I did my research. I understood the game. A lot of people just go with the hot take. Oh, yeah, you're going to see the Lakers. You're going to see the Clippers. And those are the only teams that's going to be good in the West. You're going to see the Nets. And those are the only good teams in the East. Hey, don't let national media, man, pick your takes and pick who you want to see in certain situations. Because nine times out of ten, they really hype beasts. But, you know, speaking of the NBA championship, man, let's talk about, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about, you know, the injuries, you know, we saw this playoffs. You know, we saw Jamal Murray, you know, he he had to miss the entire playoffs. You saw LeBron playing on a messed up ankle. Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid. Matter of fact, I'm going to pull up a, a little list real quick. Joel Embiid, you know, Chris Paul, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Kawhi, James Harden, Kyrie, Jalen Brown, Giannis. You know, Trey Young get injured at the end, you know, and there's more players that I'm missing. The point being is that we saw a lot of players get hurt. We saw a lot of players get hurt. So for next season, you know, for next season, I got to look at the start dates, but I hope it's giving the players some time. But do you think we should, and I'm asking for everybody listening to this, and I'm going to make sure I post this clip on social media so I can hear people's responses. Do you think... We should, you know, slim down the games maybe, maybe for next year to give players just more time, you know, to get back. Do you think we should switch to a 76 or 72 game schedule? And I understand that players always get hurt. But again, we're seeing so many all-stars that's going to miss probably the first half of next year with all these injuries. And it just sucks. I'm just throwing a thought, thought out there, you know, 
maybe shortening the schedule or maybe, you know, adding more players and upping the salary cap so teams could sign more players. And so when a team gets injured, you know, they just their team won't just be depleted. Even if he's an all-star, they still have quality guys in their roster to be able to, you know, to compete. It's just thoughts that I have. But, you know, with the NBA championship, with injuries, I hear a lot of people saying that there's an asterisk. Yo, there's no such thing as an asterisk championship. And let me speak to you Lakers fans real quick. Let me speak to you Lakers fans real quick. Y'all calling this year's champion an asterisk? You're saying that the Suns had an asterisk playoff run, but y'all weren't complaining last year. I mean, last year in the bubble, the Lakers were, in my opinion, the most dominant team, and I thought they were winning regardless. But you know, let's just point out the facts. Damian Little and C.J. McCollum were playing injured. Russell Westbrook was playing on a hamstring injury. These are two quality teams that was hurt, just like the Suns, right? Y'all was hurt when y'all played the Suns in round one. Jamal Murray was out in round two. You know, you go against the Clippers, they got no Kawhi. You're you're going against a team in the Nuggets that weren't supposed to be there last year. So, you know, you go against the Miami Heat and you see Bam Adebayo injured. You see Goran Dragic injured. You've seen all their players injured. And so, for you to come out and say the Suns championship is an asterisk, look yourself in the mirror because... The team you played in the finals was hurt. You know, Giannis is hurt. Giannis is playing with a messed up knee. You know, Dragic and Bam and all these guys missed games. And you weren't complaining, so don't complain now. You weren't complaining in 2010 when you beat the Celtics when Kendrick Perkins got injured. Because it's a real good case to be made if K. Perkins don't get injured. The Celtics win that championship. And so... Do not start to complain when things don't go your way. There's no such thing as the Asterix Championship. Almost every single year, you know, you can put an asterisk. Almost every single year, you can put an asterisk to a championship if you really want to. 2015, I don't hear Warriors faithfuls saying that when they beat, you know, no Kyrie, no K-Love, that's an asterisk. But they want to say an asterisk when, they, you know, they have to play without KD and without Clay. There's a lot of players and it's a lot, it's a lot of teams and, you know, Fans of these teams are hypocritical because it doesn't work for their team. At the end of the day, in the bubble, a lot of those teams were put in the same situation as the Lakers. They just took care of business. Right now, please don't act like the Clippers' role was just oh so easy. Chris Paul was injured in round one. Injured in round one. Y'all couldn't take care of business. Okay, they spooked the Nuggets. In the Western Conference Finals, Chris Paul missed the first two games. The Clippers lost both those games. The Clippers could have won both those games, especially game two. When Paul George missed both those free throws. The Clippers had multiple opportunities to beat the Suns without Kawhi Leonard. They didn't take care of business. But I didn't hear no Clippers fans complaining when y'all beat the Jazz with no Kawhi Leonard the past two games. And when Donovan and Mike Conley are playing through injuries. And so a lot of people that are seeing this asterisk, they're being hypocritical because if their team was being successful right now, they want to complain and say it's an asterisk championship. Me? There's no such thing as asterisk. You know, yeah, Joel B is playing on the tour minutes because he's still dominated for one. And for two, we still had every single opportunity to be successful against the Atlanta Hawks. So you're not going to hear me, you know, scream injuries because my team could have took care of business just like half your teams could have took care of business. They just weak and they just sorry. So stop making excuses. At the end of the day, Chris Paul had a battle through COVID. Chris Paul had a battle through injury. Cameron Payne is playing injured. Devin Booker damn near has a broken nose. Camp Johnson was out for a game. Don't act like everything was, you know, sunshine and peaches for the Suns team. Stop it. Stop acting like everything was sunshine and peaches for the Suns team. They're just taking care of business. And you're mad because your team is not. Stop being hypocritical. 
and give this team the flowers while they still can get it. Now, speaking about the Clippers, speaking about the Clippers, I have a question. What's going on with Kawhi Leonard? I'm a huge fan of Kawhi Leonard. I think he is top five in the game. Um, I really want him in Philadelphia. I hope the Sixers find a way to pull off a sign and trade and get Tobias Harris out of here because I think he is overpaid and I don't think he is worth all the money he's getting. I try to tell people this, you know, throughout the year, you know, I fell for false hope because he had, you know, a better regular season than he had with us. But at the end of the day, you're barely scoring 20 points in a system that is designed to make life easier for you and you're getting 37 mil a year. Get up out of here, please. So, please, Philadelphia, find a way to pull off that signing trade. Uh, you can give them shake, too. Just do that now. But let, let, let's go back into what I'm trying to get, you know, to here. What, what's going on with Kawhi? I'm hearing that this might be another San Antonio Spurs situation where the Clippers misdiagnosed his injury, and he's unhappy with it. And we all saw how that went down with the San Antonio Spurs. They misdiagnosed his injury. He wasn't feeling that. wasn't feeling the team. He got up out of there. He got a bad rep for it. And the next year, he went on to, boom, he went on to carry the Raptors to a championship. Sixers, we saw this happen. Please, and they, he, he beat us. And I'll, I'll let you know now. Ask any Sixers fan. They still got PTSD when they see a team shooting in the corner. We still got PTSD. That shot is burned in our brain every time you bring up Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors. However, I will really be forgiven if we trade for him, especially if we give up Tobias Harris. But... You know, I'm I'm curious if this is another misdiagnosis. Like, is he not going to resign with the Clippers? Is he going to force himself out again? I, I'm curious on that. I, I do think Paul George showed throughout the playoffs that he is a superstar. Because all last year he did good up until the playoffs. And this year in the playoffs, he, he did his job. Played the most minutes, scored the most points. I mean, it was really just him getting help from Reggie Jackson. was a number three, four option at best. And so think Paul George gained the respect from a lot of the casuals that feel to realize how great he's been. And I'm just curious on what happens with Kawhi, you know, because he was up there, you know, in, in a box watching the game with his kids. And that's nice, right? That's beautiful. You know, I, I love seeing black fathers really active in their kids' life. I think that's amazing. And that's, you know, setting a good image. But one only wonders why he's not there with his team. I mean, I see Sergi Baca there who's been out who – in my opinion, if Serge Ibaka plays, they're probably in, the Clippers probably in the finals because they missed, you know, a mobile guy that could play the five and, you know, he could stretch out the floor. But Serge Ibaka was there. Zubac was there when he got hurt, you know. And so I'm wondering why wasn't Kawhi? Because we already know if Kawhi, if LeBron, if LeBron was to sit out, you know, he's injured, right? And LeBron was to sit up there with Bronny. Or he sat up there, I can't think of his daughter's name, so I don't want to try to uh, screw it up. But he used to sit up there with his daughter or sit up there with the middle child, you know, Maxima, Bryce, Bryce. He said they sit up there with Bryce, you know, and his kids. Skip would have a field day. He was saying, oh, LeBron's not a leader. He's not this. He's not this. He's not that. I didn't really hear nobody calling out Kawhi. And I'm curious on why I didn't that. Because any other player, they're calling them out, sending out the team, this, that, and the third. But it seems like Kawhi is getting a pass. And so I'm not trying to bring up any, you know, comparisons or this, that, and the third. I'm just curious on what's going on with Kawhi. Because that really dictates the future of the Clippers. 
because you can't just let him walk. You have to do a sign and trade because you traded away your future to bring him and Paul George together. And you haven't been to the finals yet, even though it's only been two years. But Kawhi is now on a player option. And so, again, really curious to figure out what is going on with Kawhi Leonard. I hope everything is fine. For, you know, NBA fan, I hope he does stay with the Clippers. But as a Sixers fan, if you want to leave, come here. You know, I feel like, you know, three options. Clippers, I would like to see him with the Knicks. And also, you know, wouldn't mind him with the Sixers. But, you know. Now, I want to talk about Scottie Pippen, the voice of the old heads, as I call him. I call him the voice of the old heads because all y'all old heads, one, sound just like him, and two, you know, y'all try to convince me he was just such an amazing player. But Scottie said, KD, as great as as offense, you know, he is, it turned out to be his worst enemy because he didn't know how to play team basketball. He kept trying to go punch for punch. Have you ever seen LeBron take a shot like that? He ain't going to take that shot. He's going to be smart. He's going to force a double. That wasn't. That's what KD, uh, KD wasn't able to do. KD can score better than LeBron, but LeBron, but has he surpassed LeBron? Nah. He tried to beat Milwaukee instead of utilizing his team. See what I'm saying? LeBron would have figured out how to beat the team and wouldn't have been exhausted. And he may not have taken the last shot. LeBron and KD, KD and LeBron. Here's my problem with that. First of all, you're not neither of them. You wish you could be them. Let's get out of that. Let's get that out the way. You know, please let's get that out the way. You wish you could be either of them. You know, and is he not supposed to take the last shot? Who is he supposed to give it to? Please help me understand. Is he supposed to give it to James Harden, who's been shooting at the backboard all game because he can't even run up and down the court? Like, who in that team was contributing to the team's success? Did he not get a very great look at the end of regulation and send it to overtime? You blaming KD, in my opinion, I think it's similar because, again, coach, somebody should have called the timeout, just like somebody should have called the timeout when JR got that rebound. You say he goes punch for punch, but he's scoring. Who is he supposed to distribute the ball to? Joe Harris is hitting the backboard. Look, every single player is hitting the backboard. And not even, they went seven, maybe seven deep in that last game. So I'm just confused on what Scotty's saying. Then, you know, he came out because KD responded and said what he said. And we're going to address that. KD said, you know, weren't you the same player upset, you know, and refused to get in the game because Phil put in Tony Kukoc? I'm not going to get into, you know, him saying Phil and the racist comments. I'm, I'm not going to dive into that because. I've done no research on it, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to speak on something that I don't know if it's true or false, and I haven't personally heard anybody say that Phil was a racist. So, again, Scotty's with them the longest. This is the 90s where things weren't on, you know, public display, so who knows? But just to address that, I mean, let's not act like Scotty was the greatest three-point shooter. Tony was a better three-point shooter. I mean, that's his basketball. And then he came out and said, you know, it was scripted for, you know, Steve Kerr to hit that shot. Weren't you the same one that played hot potato and gave it to John Paxton against the Suns? Like, I'm confused on why people are allowing for Scotty to talk like he was this guy. Like, he got six rings. Don't get me wrong. All power to you. But just because you got rings... You know, you calling out all these great players that are 10 times better than you. 
let's take away rings. Let's talk about your basketball talent. Let's talk about your career. How dominant you were. Your best year, LeBron was doing that 21 years old. KD's doing that 22 years old. Your best year. They, they surpassed you before they got any real facial hair on their face. But he's the voice of the old heads because all these old heads trying to convince me Scottie Pippen was this, Scottie Pippen was that. Scottie Pippen's not even top five at his position. LeBron, Larry Bird, KD, Elton Baylor, Dr. J. Please tell me which one of them are you putting Scottie Pippen above? You're not. We we're not putting him over Bird, right? He's not over KD. He's not over LeBron. He's not over Elgin Baylor. He's not over Dr. J. And truth be told, if Grant Hill never got hurt, he was never better than him. He, like, was he really the best player at his position at the time where he was at his best? Because Grant Hill was about to get the keys to the league, not you, fam. I like Dominique over you. We don't know who Scottie Pippen is unless it's my for, unless it's for Michael Jordan. We we don't know who Scottie Pippen is unless it was for Michael Jordan. You were a good player, yeah. Let's not act like you was a killer in the playoffs. It's just like we 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 allow people to think, and I blame the media, and I blame you know sometimes former players. Then you know how important championships are, right? We allow that to be. To define the moment of your career. If you would have a championship, your career wasn't successful. Right? Do you mean to tell me, you know, he's better than Elgin, who never technically won the championship? No. Like, you mean to tell me just because Jay Will got a championship, he's better than AI? Because that's how the narrative is from national media. They tell you that your career isn't successful unless you win a championship. I'm tired of that narrative. And so with that narrative... Scottie Pippen is talking out his ass like he was the greatest thing since sliced bread, calling out all these players. When the whole time, you're not even top five at your position, bro. If they was to update the top 50 players of all time, you one of the five players that's getting taken out immediately. There's no way you should have been in there above, above uh, Dominique Wilkins, above Bob McAdoo. Like, I, I'm confused. You a great player. You won them championships. You won six. But how good were you? Were you the best player on your team? Were you carrying your team to those rings? Or were you just along for the ride because in NBA Finals, Michael Jordan did all the work? That's what I'm that's that's what I'm curious to know. But again, he, he he's the voice of the old heads. Because all the old heads will try to convince me that Scottie Pippen's the best small forward, that he's the best thing since sliced bread, right? That's what these old heads try to convince me. I'm not falling for it. Yeah, he was a very good defensive player. Yeah, he helped, you know, Jordan win those rings. But he helped Jordan win those rings. Jordan didn't help him. LeBron is arguably the greatest player of all time, the greatest small forward of all time. Kevin Durant is a better basketball player than Scottie Pippen. Larry Bird's a better. Like, all these other players at your position are better than you. And I'm going off like this because, again, voice of the old heads. All these old heads are trying to convince me Scottie Pippen was something that he's not. I'm tired of it. So he's the voice of the O-Heads, because I know all O-Heads feel like that. They want to put Scotty, they want to put all these old-timers that everybody knew, like they were, the, you know, like, just because you won a championship doesn't mean you're greater than somebody else. Because there were a lot of number twos that get carried, <coughs> Scotty Pippen, and now they think they're the best thing ever. Men it off like this. 
Do we know Scotty if it was for Michael? Michael might not have six rings, but we damn sure know who Michael Jordan is. Do we know who Scotty is without Michael Jordan? I'm just curious to know. I'm tired of these number twos talking like they were number ones because they got carried the rings. It's annoying. But, you know, a couple more things. Real quick, I just saw something on Twitter of a Nets fan, you know, saying, oh, the Suns hurt LeBron, hurt AD, hurt, hurt Murray, you know, hurt Kawhi, da 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 You faced the Celtics when they had no Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker was hurt, so shut up. Be quiet. Now, let's get into the next thing I want to talk about. I want to talk about the Portland. I'm seeing all these, you know, articles and all these notifications pop up that the Trailblazers ran an investigation on a, a rape incident that happened with Chauncey Billups in the 90s. Again, not diving into it. I didn't, you know, I don't know the facts of his case. I'm just going to say, you know, he was able to get hired at ESPN and these reports were never made known to the public. I don't even know if they if they went that deep into a background check, right? He went from team to team to team, was able to be successful. He was up for general manager jobs. And I don't hear no teams and no organizations doing this. What's going on? Like, because I'm not trying to dive too deep into this, but there's a lot of players, coaches, that have done some despicable things. But are given a green light to have all these different opportunities in their career and praised by so and praised by the national media. And so I'm just curious on how these reports came out. I'm 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 curious on why you're doing it now. This happened in ninety seven. Right? Mouse around the beginning of his career, was able to have a successful career, and I, and I, I never heard of it. I never heard nobody bringing this up when he won a championship with the Pistons, when he's going to the finals with the Pistons. I never heard it when he was with the Nuggets. I never heard it when he was at ESPN. So why am I hearing it now, Portland? I'm, why, why is this getting leaked? I just don't like that personally because, again, there's a lot of players that have done some things. You do your research, and it just makes you sick to your stomach. But yet they're getting praised. They're putting on, you know, just put on a pedestal. And so, if you're going to investigate Chauncey for something that happened in 97, let's investigate everybody. <laughs> let's investigate everybody. Now, before I switch up the subject, I just want to talk about, you know, something that happened on, you know, Sunday. With Rachel Nichols calling out Maria Taylor. Now, you, you probably already heard my YouTube video. It's coming out the same day as this. Maybe the next day. But it's just crazy, like. Matter of fact, let me, let me play the audio for you that, for the ones that never heard it. Because it, it just blows my mind on how she said this. Here it go for you, people that haven't heard it. All of that, she was referring to the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm trying to figure out, like, how did you get 
to give her more things to do because you're feeling pressure about your like crappy long time record on diversity, which by the way I myself like know personally from the female side of it, like go for it. Just, you know, find it somewhere else. Like you're not gonna find it with me. Mmm, find it somewhere else. You're not gonna find it with me. But you was kind of supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. But you see, I, I lost a lot of respect, you know. And it's crazy that one of my favorite shows, All the Smoke, you know, those two guys respect her, you know, and, and what she's did in the game and things of that nature. But you know, I lost a lot of respect for Rachel Nichols when she brought up Derrick Rose and you know the incident he had way back when, and she's talking about this redemption narrative. You know, and she brings up, you know, the fact that he was in court for what he's in court for. It had nothing to do with basketball. That's when I lost faith in Rich and Rachel Nichols. I lost a lot of, not even faith. I lost respect. Because why are you bringing this up? What does that have to do with him scoring 50 points? Bringing up all this old stuff. Like, why, why are you bringing this up with D-Rose? That's when I lost all respect for Rachel Nichols. All respect for her. And, and people were still, you know, like, still trying to defend her. Why? Why bring that up? Why bring up... Rape allegations that are old, years old. What does that have to do with basketball? And it has absolutely nothing to do with basketball. Just tearing down a black man. And so when I hear these comments from Rachel Nichols, am I surprised? I'm not surprised about anything anymore. Who knows what's being said behind closed doors? Who knows? And the time I'm recording this, uh, you know, it hasn't really hit national media yet. It's Monday. Tuesday. Wednesday. I want to see it all over national media. I don't want this to be slept under the rug. Curious to see she's going to be on the jump. Curious to see who's going to bring this up. I'm curious to see if ESPN is even going to speak on it. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I want to see something. Thursday, Friday, I, I, I want to see something. I want to see who's going to have the balls to speak on this. Mm. This, this, this is y'all favorite reporter, though. Y'all said y'all, y'all said she was the next Doris Burke. Doris Burke would never. Like I said, I lost a lot of respect, and I you know I don't even pay attention to anything she says after what she brought up about Derrick Rose, about her crazy narratives and her crazy crazy stories and. Things of that nature. I just don't pay attention to her. And so the fact that she says something out like this. Not surprised at all. But again, this is y'all favorite ESPN reporter. Y'all love her. So continue to watch her. But now you know how she really feels. Now to wrap up this edition of Wednesday Weekly Rants. I just went it off like this. Marijuana should be legal in sports. I stand on it a thousand percent. Any petition I ever see, I'll sign it. Especially in professional sports. Because I say this. All these pills they're giving us. They're opioids. Want to know what else is opioid? Heroin. One of the most addictive drugs there is. 
and one of the most frowned upon drugs there is. And these pills are the same thing. Everybody wants to talk about lean, you know, scissor. It's a liquid form of opiate, which is basically a liquid form of heroin. And yet these pills that these doctors are prescribing for you to take are the same thing. <laughs> but they want you to take it. No questions asked. You look at alcohol, a depressant. I hear a lot of more terrible stories from people off alcohol that kills your liver than I ever heard of somebody smoking a joint. Mm. Never heard a doctor say anything beneficial comes from drinking alcohol. But I heard doctors say a lot of things were beneficial for marijuana. I look at cigarettes. My gosh, still getting sold to this day. That is proven that they'll give you cancer. And they're still legal. And so when I look at marijuana, that is proven to only benefit you. Clears headaches. Clears ache and pain. Different symptoms. Things of that nature. And I wish I had the time to read off everything beneficial that marijuana, you know, brings to you, but it does. And for everybody saying, oh, you know, for athletes, oh, they do the marijuana, they get high. No, you can just do CBD. That is really the one that's recommended for athletes because that is the one that helps with all pains and aches. I, I, I don't hear people breaking up different alcohols because they all do the same thing for you. Get you drunk and the next day you feel like crap. I never heard people separating the pills because they both just kill your liver and they're both highly addictive. So it's just like all the beneficial, you know, medical research behind marijuana. You would think these, you know, professional sports were allowed to be legal. But it's still not. You know, Olympics, you know, I'm just curious. I, I see all these people that. Obviously, they've been taking steroids and nothing happens. And so when it comes to the homegirl, um, Richardson, her not being able to run this 100, it pisses me off. But she's allowed to run a relay, but not the 100. A 30-day suspension. Man, outdated rules, man. You know. And if you look at the context, it wasn't just for pure rec- recreational use, you know. She just lost a she just lost a family member. And so, you know, then she had to go run a race. I'm not going to speak on how somebody was feeling, but I just say I know how it hurts to lose a family member. <laughs> That's all I'll say. And then you know, I hear you, you have specific people comment on things they know nothing about saying, oh, well, you know, Brett Favre, he, he just lost his dad and, you know, he threw all these yards. Was Brett Favre not a pill popper? I'm trying not, you know, I'm trying to be respectful, but Brett Favre have been saying some crazy things in the media lately. But was Brett Favre not in rehab for being an addict? So, here you are judging her on this one time when he was an addict for something that's just known for bad things. 
so so don't speak if you don't if you don't have the context on everything you're speaking on. And I I'm just saying all this to say to wrap it up, not to just sound like a dying record, but marijuana needs to be legal in sports. I'm tired of alcohol and, and, and all these pills being, you know, okay for these athletes to take when they just do nothing but kill you on the inside. And marijuana just has only, you know, especially CBD, only beneficial sides. But that's a wrap. That's a wrap for this week's edition of Wednesday Weekly Rants. Man, keep sending me topics. Keep sharing me posts. Because a lot of things going on in the sports world that need to be talked about. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at SportsW underscore Chris. SportsW underscore Chris. You can also find my Facebook page, Sports Talk with Chris. Sports Talk with Chris. Man, thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for future episodes. Peace.